things I miss about church are I miss being able to see everybody there. And I also miss Sunday school because I really like Sunday school. Bunny, what do you miss most about going to church? Um, like, um, snowball and church cross. Church bell and church cross. And then monkeys last deal. Monkeys were there? Oh. Anything else you miss about going to church? What else do you miss? We miss, um, like, pigs. You miss pigs? Do we have a farm at church? Hey everybody, so here's two things that I miss most about church. So first, I love how we can go to kids' church, and it's really fun to hang out with all of you. And second, every month we get to have dinner as a family after church. everyone. Um, I think the one thing that I probably miss most about church is just seeing everyone and being able to give everyone a hug and saying hi to the little ones and being able to hug them and ask them how their day is and, you know, just being able to have a conversation with them. And then I think the other thing that I miss most is youth group because I get to spend time with everyone and we get to have it just, you know, like just talk about life, you know? And so I think that's another thing that I really miss. I'm actually wearing a shenanigans shirt, which I was going to wear to go back to youth group the day that I got it, but I was stuck in my house so I couldn't. <laughs> but, yeah. The things I miss about church are Danielle, Aurora, Tilly, Bella, Birdie, Bunny, but Sim, Buffalo, and Polly, and Aunt Hannah and Uncle Tyler, and I miss Potluck, and I miss all the other people that come there, and I miss helping out at the church. Alright, Bella, what do you miss most about going to church? I miss all the people that go to church. Yeah, I miss that too. Hey, Birdie, what do you miss most about going to church? Um, it's traveling playing in the nursery. Um, I miss them. Is that all? Yeah. See, what do you miss about church? I miss Birdie, and I miss the nursery room, and I miss the room. Hi, guys. What I miss most about church is being with everybody and being able to see everyone and give everybody a hug and yeah i just really miss everybody i miss about church is what's in the bible and i also miss our friends and service hello everyone um i hope you're all having a good quarantine the best that you could at least i'm enjoying the outdoors it's great outside it's beautiful it's windy, but it's nice. Um, what I miss most about church is seeing everyone. You know, uh, I get to say hi to Hannah's kids every week. And I miss children's church, spending time with those little kids. And just having a whole load of fun is great, and I miss it. <laughs> Hopefully, this will all be over soon, and I will be able to see you all again. 
But until then, uh, enjoy the outdoors, you know, spend time with your family, and I'll see you next time. <laughs> Church, seeing all of you guys and having fun with all of you guys. Go ahead. I miss singing with you, Miss Jackie. Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to Centerpoint's Facebook Live uh, feed. And thanks to our kids for submitting a video and our youth for submitting a video about what they miss most about uh, about getting together at church. And coincidentally, that's what we're talking about this morning is the church and its mission. In the Assemblies of God, we have our 16 fundamental truths. And number 10 is actually uh, exactly about that. What is the church and its mission? And this morning, that's really my goal. And that's what God put on my heart to, to speak about is to define the mission of the church. And how can we accomplish it better? Um, you know, again, I don't want to get a lot into method. There's so many different methods out there. So many different denominations have, have the way that they, they do church. And that's really not what the goal is this morning. It's really to define what is our mission and how do we accomplish it when things change around us. With all, all the craziness that's happening in the world, things are kind of broken right now. The way that we're used to doing things, at least temporarily, has changed. So we, we gotta we got to maybe change our methods up a little bit. But let's go to the Lord in, in prayer this morning before we, we dig into scripture and, and get into this. Heavenly Father, we come before you this morning. I just I just thank you for the, the opportunity to speak. I, I thank you for the privilege, um, Lord, to, to be able to uh, uh, serve you. And Lord, I pray that uh, you would just, anyone that's out there that's watching, that you would help them to, to be able to stay focused on the message, um, stay focused on, on your word this morning. And, and Holy Spirit, I pray that you'd keep any of my own words out of this. I pray that it's only you that's, uh, that's, that's speaking through me, Lord, in, in Jesus' name. Lord, anything that's of me, get rid of it. I only want to hear what you have to say this morning. Thank you, Lord, for, again, all that you do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So we're going to start right in uh, 1 Corinthians. It's uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 13 is where we're going to start. And there's a little bit of reading here, so bear with me. Um, it says here in uh, verse 12, it says, The body is a unit. Though it is made up of many parts, and though all its parts are many, they form one body. So it is with Christ, for we were all baptized by one spirit into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Now the body is not made up of one part, but of many. If the foot should say, because I am not the hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? And if the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has arranged the parts of the in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. Again, the eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the, parties that we, the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unrepresentable are treated with special modesty. While in our presentable parts, or while our presentable parts, need no special treatment. But God has combined the members of the body and has given greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body and that its parts should have equal concern for each other. 
If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each of you is, an, is a part of it. And in the church, God has appointed first uh, apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then workers of miracles, also those having gifts of healing, those able to help others with uh, those gifts of administration, and those speaking in different kinds of tongues, are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, do all work miracles, do all have gifts of healing, do all speak in tongues, do all interpret, but eagerly desire the greater gifts. And verse 27 is really key there is now you are the body of Christ, all right, and each of you is a part of it. All right, we are the body of Christ. So it's our job to carry out the mission of the church. Okay, it's, it's our job to carry out what, what Jesus has commissioned us with. And uh, that's what we're going to get into this, this morning. Now, to, to kind of simplify, if you go through and read the 10th Fundamental on the Assemblies of God website, it'll go into far more detail. And, and really, my goal this morning is to kind of, I guess, uh, for lack of a better way of saying it, dumb it down so that it, it, it makes more sense for me. And hopefully that uh, will help you know, some, someone out there that's listening and, and kind of strip back a lot of the extra, because there's a lot of really great information out there, but this is what, what really jumped out at me. The mission of the church, I see in three parts. All right, we have our worship, we have building the saints, and we have evangelism. All right, those, those are the three. When you, when you strip all the other, I mean, you could break those into all kinds of different categories and spend all kinds of time preaching many, many sermons um, on, on, on each of these, and, and, and again, subdivide them, but Really, when you simplify it, I see worship, I see the building and equipping of those, the, the saints, and there's evangelism. Those three parts are, are key to the mission of the church. And we could really stop right there and we just, you know, there, there we go. Now we know that's, that's the goals that, that kind of envelopes the, the mission of the church. But we're going to start with the, the, what I listed as the first one is, uh, is worship, okay, corporate worship. In 1 Corinthians um, where, where we were actually just reading, was it 12, uh, verse uh, 13? It says, For we were all baptized by the one by one spirit into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Um, it, it is, it, we were designed to worship. We were designed, we, we were, and really, we're, we're, we're um, communal people. I mean, we need our, our relationships. We, we obviously, most and first and foremost, and most importantly, need our relationship with God, but we also need relationships with each other. We were designed to come together and worship together. So that's really key, that corporate worship. There's just something about getting together, forsaking not the assembling of ourselves together. Um, we, we were created for worship. And, and the, the second part there, you know, once we get, once we get past it, and right now we're not really allowed to do that um, because we, we're not able to get into our buildings and, and all come together and worship. So we, we have to come up with, with maybe some different ways of doing that. And you can do that right in your home with your immediate family. Maybe you get your kids in and you sing some worship songs together. Maybe you just get in your own prayer closet and, and maybe do this now already, which is awesome. And I encourage you to do that if you don't. But maybe you, you put on some worship music and worship and pray in your, in your, in your, your, you know, your prayer closet um, on your own. And that's, that's awesome. But we were designed to come together corporately and worship together. But the, the second part, the building of the saints, and, and I don't want to say any one of these is more important than another, but this is such an important job um, such an important task of the church is the building of the saints, right? In um, Ephesians four eleven through 16, I'm going to flip over there real quick here. <clears throat> it says, verse 11, it says, It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers 
to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. All right. To prepare God's people, verse 12 there, to prepare God's people for the works for works of service. To prepare God's people. That really, again, is such an important part of the, of the ministry of, of, of church ministry is preparing the saints to go out and do the ministry, to prepare the saints to go out and, and, and teach people about, about the good news of Christ, to go out and, and, and help people to, to be a part of the community, to go out beyond the four walls of our building and do stuff that, that's going to lead people to Christ. That's, that's such an important piece of the puzzle. We want to equip people, we want to prepare them, and we want to build them, we want to grow them so that they're ready to do this. You don't want to go out into the wild unprepared. If, uh, if you've heard me speak before and uh, uh, told my, tell my story about being in the Upper Peninsula uh, on a very, very long hike, um, very unprepared. I was, I was ill-equipped. Um, long story short, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll say this much, that I went out there um, knowing that uh, it was going to be a long hike and it was going to get dark before we got back and not one of us grabbed a flashlight and we're out in the middle of the Porcupine Mountain Forest and there's it's it's very, very dark by the time we get back and it was pretty miserable. We were not prepared for that hike, not properly prepared, not properly equipped. We don't want to send people out into the ministry field. Um, we don't want to send people out into the world and, and, and send them out without being prepared and having the proper tools and being properly equipped. That is what building the saints is, is all about. That, that it, Ephesians 4.11, that, that's the job of the teachers and the pastors, the people, the, the leadership in the church is to equip the saints to do, to, to do the ministry. You know, and the thing right now, since we're not able to come together, we have things like Facebook Live and, and there's, there's things like, uh, what is it, Right Now Media. If you're not familiar with that, you're welcome to comment in the, in the comments and, and we can get you a, a link to, to access that. Um, there's, there's such a large amount of tools and, and opportunities to, to educate yourself and, and to grow in, in your knowledge and, and just getting into the Word. Just get into the Bible and start reading Scripture every day. I, I encourage you, if you're not doing that now, I encourage you, implore you really to, to do that. Get into God's Word and read it and it will change you and it will begin to equip you. And when you run into things you don't understand, that's why you have pastors and teachers and people that, that you can talk to. Um, at least I, I hope you, you would take that opportunity to do that and ask them questions and, and, and talk um, about those things and get the knowledge and the tools you need to, to do the work of, of, of God, to do the ministry. All right. So, But again, at home, you can do this now. In fact, I would say, I'd go so far as to say or be so bold as to say, that parents, this is your responsibility. It's not just the responsibility of, of our pastors and our, and our teachers. It is your responsibility at home to be the priests of your home and to be setting your kids down, bring them around. I don't know, I don't care if you do it at the, wherever you do it in your house, it could be at the dinner table, it could be at the couch before you watch a show, but bring them around and do devotions with them. Explain scripture, read some Bible verses, sing some songs, and have church with your kids at home. Or grandparents, same thing. You know, have have church with your family at home. Now we're not allowed right now to come and do this together, but you can do this at home, just like the early church. 
All right, back in, in the, in the 2,000 years ago, right, with, with the, the Roman Empire, we weren't exactly treated very well um, during, that, uh, during that time period. We had to have services. Well, I mean, things were just beginning then, but you really had to do things in secret at that time. So you, you had these small groups of people getting together in a home, and they had church people. They had the, the time of worship. They had the time of building the saints. And we haven't gotten to the third part yet, and I'm not going to reveal it quite yet, but they, they, they were completing the mission. They were successfully making the mission of the church happen right where they were. And we can still do this now. Just because we can't come here to a church building doesn't mean that our job has changed. Our job is still the same. Our goals are still the same. The mission of the church, it, it's, it hasn't, that hasn't changed. So we still have to accomplish the mission. And that's, yes, it's still the responsibility of our pastors and our teachers, but parents and grandparents, it is your responsibility as well to be equipping your children and yourselves. You know, you need to be getting into the word. So moving on here. Third, evangel, evangelization. So evangelize. Right? That's going beyond the four walls of the church. And going out into the world. I mean, not that you can't evangelize from within the church. I, want to, I don't want to say that because there's a lot of ministries that we do within our churches, uh, various churches throughout the world that, that have some awesome evangelization op opportunities within their buildings. But as, a, as a, a general rule, you know, when I hear the word evangelize, it makes me think of uh, go, you know, going out, going out, getting my backpack on, walking, walking the, the trails and finding somebody to tell Jesus about, or maybe hopping in the car. And, and that's just what goes on in my imagination. That's not necessarily how it looks, but it, it means going out and being a part of the community and telling people about Jesus, all right? The, the Great Commission. We see that in Matthew 28, 19. Let me see if I can pull that up really quick. I'm not on my, not on my smartphone here. I've, I've got a, an actual Bible in front of me. I'm going to flip, where am I at here? Let's see, 28, and here we go. Right there, 28, 19, red letters. Jesus says, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. All right, that, that's not a suggestion. That's, that's, a, that's a command that is our great commission. Every single Christian, every single person that claims that they are, they are a son or a daughter of God has that right there yoked to them. Right? That, that's, that's a command from, from Jesus to go into the world, baptize, make disciples. All right? That is evangelization. That is going out, like I said, going out and taking the good news to people. Because how are people going to know if you don't tell them? All right, somebody's got to tell them. Someone had to invite you uh, to church at some point. All right, unless you grew up in the church, someone at some point, uh, and, and even if, um, it, it, even if you, know, you, you spent most of your life in church, then, uh, then, then someone event at some point led you to the, to the sinner's prayer you know, at some point along. So it's, you, we don't just do this on our own. It takes us being the body of Christ, being the hands and feet, the mouthpiece of Christ. Uh, and, and completing this mission. All right? This mission is the most important mission there is. It is more important than any other mission out there is completing the mission of the church and doing the things that God has called us to do. So, corporate worship, building the saints, evangelization. 
And again, method, you know, the, the, the way that we've done all these things is, is kind of, it's kind of stopped up right now. Again, for several weeks, we haven't been able to do things the way we're comfortable. Our, our traditions and our, our, I'll even say the word rituals, our methods of having church, it's, it's, it's broke. And, but, you know, that's, that's okay because the church has had to do a lot of changing over the last couple thousand years. All right, there's, there's methods change over time. Methods can change because there's a culture shift. Methods can change because there's new languages, language barriers. It can change because of technology. 50 years ago, there's no way I could be speaking to you through Facebook Live and anybody in the world could hop onto this right now and, and see it in, in HD, high quality, you know, great sound, all, you know, all that kind of stuff. I mean, 50 years ago, uh, it, it, we could have done it with radio maybe, but I don't even know if it would have been broadcast all around the world, not easily. So this, this you know, technology has changed some of our methods. Education, you know, resources, what resources do you have available? You know, that makes me think about some of our missionaries um, that are out in the, in the missions field. And they, they, they don't always have great buildings. Some of them don't have buildings at all. They just say, hey, we're going we're gonna to hop over to this tree and we're going we're gonna to have, have service. And, and they do. They have service and, and people meet Jesus and they, they, they get healed and um, they're, they're accomplishing the mission of the church. I think it's awesome that we do have beautiful buildings like what I'm standing in right now and that we have the opportunity to use them. But, you know, this, this last few weeks has kind of showed me where, you know, it's not, it's, we, we need them and we need to get together and, and we need to have this, the corporate worship. But when things change, when things get, get kind of get broken on us, we, uh, we, we have to uh, come up with some new methods to make sure that the, the mission isn't stopped. All right. The mission has to keep on going. We have to keep working to achieve the mission of the church. You know, I was uh, listening to a, a speaker, a, a pastor that uh, I listen to from time to time. I enjoy listening to their sermons. And uh, he was speaking on a sermon similar to this one. He was talking about being the body of Christ and the church and its mission. And it, it, was, it was really great. He's far more eloquent than me. Um, and uh, uh, the, the thing that jumped out at, about his message, and, and, and I, I, I liked it so much I wanted to include it in what I was talking about this morning, is the the idea of change. You know, change is really hard. A lot, most people do not like change. I'm not, I'm not one that enjoys change very much. And, um, you know, he, he got into the, the importance of, of, uh, how things, you know, change around us and how Christians are more equipped and, and really should be more equipped than anyone else on the planet to handle change. Or we, we really are. We are more equipped than anyone else because by very, I mean, like our, our by very design, we 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 are we are, we experience change, right? We we shed the old man, and don the new man. Um, when we when we put off our old self, when we we get rid of our our sin nature, when we accept Christ into our life, that's a huge change. All throughout our Christian walk, so many times I've prayed, Lord, change me, right? Um, Lord, change this about me. Lord, help me to be more like you. All right, that implies change. That's 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 constant change. Like I said before, we have over 2,000 years of, of, of church history, and there's constant change in there. And one thing that hasn't changed is God. God never changes. He's the same today. He's the same yesterday. He's the same tomorrow forever. He's always the same. And his word doesn't change, which means the mission that he's commissioned us with also doesn't change. Just because things are changing around us, just because our methods are, are, are kind of scrambled up right now, our mission is still there. It still remains. 
And uh, I, I, mean, I really enjoyed how, what, what he was talking about because it really made me think about, wow, you know, it's really hard when things change. I, I, get, I get comfortable doing th things the way that I do them. I, I enjoy, uh, uh, you know, doing, having a service this way or, or meeting to do this thing or, or this ministry that we do. And, but, you know, a lot of those things kind of got quickly taken away from us. And again, that's temporary. You know, things, things will come back. Things will shift back once, once it's safe and once the, the quarantine and all that stuff lifts. And, um, but it, it did make me, make me think about uh, uh, the, the fact that all these changes that happen, we are more equipped to handle those changes and, and should be than anyone else. As long as God is our anchor point, and I certainly hope that he is, as long as he's your anchor point, if you can latch on to, to God, he's unmovable. He doesn't change. God doesn't change. And we can rest assured that whatever he says is true. And his word doesn't change. Which again, I, I say, and I, I know I'm repeating this, but which means the mission doesn't change. The mission remains. So we still have to accomplish the mission of the church. We need to, we need to worship. So if we can't do it together in, in this way, then find a way that you're worshiping, even with, with others in your home. I'm not saying invite a bunch of people over. I don't, I don't want um, to be encouraging a whole bunch of people getting together. But in your home, get together with your family and worship together worship together. Spend time studying. Use the materials. Use the, 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 the um, tools that are out there to, to educate yourselves and equip yourselves to do the ministry, right? The building of the saints, that, that, second, that second part. And evangelization. Just because you're stuck at home or maybe, maybe you're, you're uh, one of the, the workers that's, that's still able to go out and work, we still have an opportunity and an obligation to evangelize. We need to be telling people about Jesus. All right, we need to be going, and we can. We, we have we have these things like Facebook and Instagram and all, all these different you know things that are out there. Make your own little devotions and share them with your family. Um, there's there's some some really cool things out there. I know our our family has a little video thing that they'll communicate back and forth with, and it's kind of like a text message video. So maybe that's how you communicate with your family. It, it again, method really doesn't matter. What matters is mission. Mission is the. Is, is, is the, really the most important part. We need to be accomplishing the mission of the church. Method, whatever method it takes, whatever we've got to do to accomplish the mission, that's what needs to happen. So, let's pray this morning as, as I close. Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for your word. I, I thank you for the, the fact that you don't change, that you are always the same yesterday, today, and forever. And because of that, we can handle the change. Whatever changes happen, whatever, whatever, whatever comes next, you're not caught unaware. And I, I thank you, Jesus, that we can, we can rest assured and have confidence in that. We can have confidence in your word. We can have confidence that as long as we're doing the mission, even if the way that we've, we've done church is, 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 is temporary, temporarily stalled, or even if it changed forever, it, it doesn't matter because we're accomplishing the mission of the church. Thank you, Jesus, for again, for, for everything that you do. I you bless each of those that are listening. I pray that, uh, that everyone got something out of this and, and that you continue ministering to their hearts wherever they're at. In, in Jesus' holy and precious name, amen.